Welcome to Burning for Marriage. And we're your hosts. My name is Ryan. And I'm Christina. And we're the Sages. And today we are going to be talking about cultural's marriage and society's marriage versus God's plan for marriage. Yes. So we are going to use our marriage as an example because we weren't always living for God's design for marriage. We were doing it our way. Yeah. I was, and we weren't even in sync with culture's view of marriage. Absolutely not. No. Ryan had a perspective of what he thought our marriage is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. I had a perspective that I thought we were both wrong. We were both wrong. So. Today we are going to call it out. We're going to call out what we did not do great Mm -hmm. and how God has redeemed those areas and how we've surrendered it in different ways. So we've talked about a lot of topics. We've talked about little things that have helped us um, get to this point. But this is going to be some like nasty details. Yeah, I I think, you know, in past episodes we've kind of laid some groundwork of things if you are in a process of whether if it's rebuilding yeah, uh, reworking some things in your marriage. And I think this is a great topic for, because let's be honest, culture and society is around us all the time yeah. and our inf- influences a lot of things in our life. So this is just a way to, let's look at some of the things that might be influencing your marriage, influencing your relationship, yeah. and how can we point it out and at least just call it out and just to call it for what it is. It's not w- what God's plan for marriage was. It wasn't what he intended for us to be going through and just so how we can uh, point that out. But we got a lot written down uh, yes. to talk about. And I also just want to do a disclaimer. If you're listening to this and mm-hmm. I know we do have some listeners that aren't believers yet and that's okay. We this, this is for everybody no matter where you're at. And I know sometimes when you hear this stuff, it's not going to sit well with you. you. You might hear some of that stuff and you'd be like, what's wrong with that? And totally, we were there. We were yep. there and we're not saying... Uh, we're just we're just asking you to simply listen, take it in, sit mm-hmm. with it, and just ask God to like maybe reveal some things that maybe you're still working through. Yeah. And you know we have to do that every day. We're not saying that we have it all figured out, mm-hmm. um, but that's why we wanted to come out and just share this with other young adults, other young marriages, because other young relationships, because if we can just be honest where we're at, be vulnerable about where where we're at, we know God is going to turn that for good. So we're going to start calling things out that we specifically believe. Yeah, yeah, these were things that we either know we've seen in society or that we ourselves uh, went through as well. So number one. Society tells you that marriage is just a contract. Yep, that it's so this goes with as well as just thinking that this is something that people think that it's just something you do for the government records mm-hmm. that oh like we don't really want to get married because oh it's just you know the just government knows it's just yeah. a piece of paper like what's the big deal when really it's a lot more than just some um, piece of paper that you turn in um, to know that you guys are a married relationship now. And society tells you that marriage is just inconvenient and it's really not needed. It's not needed. You Mm. know, you don't have to marry someone if you're in a committed relationship. Isn't that enough? And marriage just makes things more complicated. What if you Mm -hmm. don't like that person anymore? What if you fall out of fell out of love with that person yeah it's inconvenient now a side note i will say is that there are people that it's just some people just don't get married and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that 
in terms of like if someone just in terms of if they, if they don't have another person, if they don't have, if they don't find that companion that God wanted them with. And sometimes God fills their life with just w- with himself, mm-hmm. with work that he has them do, um, expanding his kingdom. And sometimes that's enough for people. So that doesn't mean that pe- every single person has to get oh, married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are not trying to make it seem like, oh, that... Like, it's weird yeah. if you think being married is, like, an inconvenience or you have well, to. It's yes. just for people in relationships that would just say that marriage is just an inconvenience or isn't needed. Yes. But it's not It's not like the movies. Yeah, it is lame. Well, I mean, well, even if anything, I think movies also contributes because how many shows and movies oh, have yeah, it where right. it's like, oh, the man is, oh, I just, he, you know, they just don't have sex that often. Oh, mm-hmm. it's just... It doesn't happen. It's just not the same. And so I feel like culture kind of plays into that lie that you can't like that. If And even people like are like, oh, you're going to get married. It's kind of like, oh, so you just like don't want to have sex anymore mm-hmm. is like a common thing that's said with it, which is just not the case. Yes. Yes. It's not the case. And if it is the case, we're going to talk about God's design later because God designed, just like he designed marriage, he designed sex and he designed it to be pleasure filled. Right. Okay. So society also tells you that it's okay to belittle your spouse, make fun of him or her, put them down, talk about them negatively with your girls, with your boys at, and that's okay. That's okay because you're just venting. Mm hmm. Um, society also says that it's okay to flirt with the opposite sex. Well, there was, you know, oh, well, there was no, we didn't do anything. Oh, you know, it's just someone I talk to, someone I work with. It's not, you know, a big deal Mm -hmm. when really... We were just talking. yeah, Yeah, it's just talking, just, you know, not a big deal. We were just like, just barely giving into temptation, but we, we stayed pretty close to the line. Mm-hmm. Society tells you that sexless sexless marriage is okay. Not having sex in marriage is okay. Yeah, because that's... That's normal. Yeah, that's normal. Oh, you know, you're going to get married, be some odd years in, and you guys just won't have sex as often. And that's just the way it is. That's how it is. That's how it is. And then also it says that society tells you to watch porn. It wouldn't hurt your marriage or your spouse, and honestly, it could help your marriage. Porn yeah. could help it. Yeah, some some may be like, oh, hey, porn might try to, might oh, it might spice up the, you know, your sex life. Oh, maybe you find something from there. And let me tell you from obviously my story of you know being a former porn addict and still kind of like in the always walking with walking it. with yep. it that it absolutely did, did not. not help one thing if that's all you hear it did not yeah, help it, our like, marriage if, if you get it any if, for the men in this if you get anything out of this podcast porn will not help your sex life or your marriage or any of the above mm-hmm. and please close the browser throw yeah. away your computer whatever it <laughs> whatever you have to do I'm just going to advocate for getting rid of that. Yep. Anyways. Um, society also says that when you don't, when you fall out of love mm-hmm. uh, or you don't feel like you like the person, you know, that you don't love the person anymore, that it is okay to be like, deuces, I'm checking out. Yeah. In which sometimes, look, sometimes things won't be compatible. Yeah. And like that's, you know, that's a completely different thing. Like if you and someone don't mesh and if there's just no sort of connection that's different than being like i like you know just don't like this or love this person anymore or we talk about like 
marriages that when someone says like, oh, I just don't love them anymore, that it's like, but because love isn't love isn't like an actual feeling. Because love verb. love is a choice. Love is something you do. Yeah. Because we we get infatuated, mm-hmm. we get consumed by that stuff. But at the end of the day, like I choose to love Christina. I yeah. choose to do the things that I do to show love to her. Even on days where I'm just like, you know what, like, you know, I'm kind of annoyed by X, Y, and Z, (laughs) but... Your clothes are everywhere. Yeah, but it's like, but I'm still going to love her because I'm choosing to because love is a verb. It's something you do. Yes, yes. And we'll kind of debunk all of these continuing as we go through. A couple more that we want to just say that we struggled with. So we also, society says that that's yours, Ryan. In this right here, this area, this is mine. You yes. cannot, you cannot mm. touch this. This mm-hmm. is mine. That's yours. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, uh, if this relates to anything more, it's their bank account. Oh, yep, yep. This is my money, and that's that's yours. your money. Yep. We'll negotiate a way to pay for things, but we're not combining it. Yeah. And, and there's even marriages that do it because honestly, yep. when you're dating, like I'm not gonna. You, know, you don't gotta like share a bank account when you're dating, but just the fact that marriage yes. will do that as well. Yes, society also says that sex is manipulative. It's almost like it it turns into sometimes in marriage that sex might be a negotiation leverage. Yeah. That it's kinda like, Oh, well, are you sure you wanna do this? And then, you know, maybe one person or the other is trying to then reveal that, oh, like I'll have sex with you if you don't, or whatever it yeah. is. And it takes away from the you know pure joy and pleasure it's supposed to be because then it's just a tool of manipulation potentially mm-hmm. uh society might say like you can look all you want because mm-hmm. looking isn't harmful yeah whether if it's you know a woman might be like looking at like whether if it's like you know shirtless men or mm-hmm. whatever it is and being like oh they're cute they're attractive or it might be like men checking out women whether if it's you know, their body or beauty or whatever they might think that it is, and society will tell you, like, oh, it's okay to do that. Yeah. That, well, you're not doing anything with them. You're not doing anything, mm-hmm. like, or trying to do something with them, but there's something else going on in your yeah. mind that's pulling you away from your relationship and your spouse. Yeah. And so these are just some that we thought of literally in the last, like, five minutes. We typed them up really quick. And these are just some, some of these you might be thinking like, what's wrong with that? That's, mm-hmm. I'm like, or maybe you're starting to feel a little offended, right? Because we used to sometimes be sitting in church. We would hear some of these things when they talked about marriage or we would sit with our pre-marriage counselors or I would sit with my mm-hmm. woman's group. He would sit with his men's group and we would hear these things and we would get defensive. We'd yeah. be like, there is nothing wrong with that. Our pride yeah. would start to bubble up, right? And so we just ask that you just drop your rock. We always have to drop our rocks, right? And just just, just hear us out. Just mm-hmm. hear us out. And maybe you still get to the end and you're like, uh-uh. I don't like this, this, and this, and this. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. I wanna, God's yeah. working on your heart. That's all right. We'll, <laughs> well no we'll judgment. Wait. But, we'll wait. But, like, we know that God, we were the most prideful, most, it is my way or the highway. Yeah. I want it. I want this for me, that me, me, me. And God has redeemed that. So, Society's marriage comes to dismantle God's beautiful design purpose of marriage. And this is what his purpose of marriage is. Mm-hmm. Sharing a little bit from Sacred Marriage, Gary Thomas. Mm-hmm. Five love languages, a little bit. Sheet music, the Bible, obviously. Um, so a couple different books that will be, if, if you hear some of the stuff, if you read those books, that's kind of 
what has helped a, a basis of where yeah. some of this is yes. from. Yes, yes, yes. So I think one of the things is, um, and this is as well biblical, just marriage is a covenant. Mm-hmm. It's it is in a way like uh, like a contractual thing you're coming with with your partner, but as well as that, it is a bond you're creating with also God. Amen. In this, so it's not only just you marrying. Uh, your wife in the same way God married the church, but it's just that God's a part of your marriage, mm-hmm. that he's in the center of it with you. Yep. And we've said this a lot. Marriage is surrendering even when you want the last word. And why I said that is because I want to read a scripture that goes along with that. It is Ephesians five twenty-two, And I have it all the way to 33, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. When I used to read this verse, it talks about surrender and, and submission. I used to roll my eyes because I was like, no, Ryan, like Ryan's purpose is to serve me. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it is nothing to do with me serving him. And it says, and this is why I struggled with it. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the, of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Who, Who loves his wife loves himself. And I used to struggle with that verse because it would only talk about how I needed to submit to my husband, Ryan. Mm -hmm. But I, um, through a lot, through working with woman to woman and then working with my mentor and just sitting with God, I have found so much beauty in taking care of and submitting to my husband. To the fact that I tell Ryan, I love, I love this season because Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't feel like he's, you know, controlling me. I don't feel like I don't have my own views. I can't share whatever. It's not that. It's just I get to serve him every day and have a servant's heart for my husband. Yeah. Well, and, and on the flip side of that, for like the husbands, that it's like it's also enacting in the way of like they like the scripture said of how God like cared for and uh, yeah. took care of the church. That it's like that. That's how you you know you surrender yourself in the same way to your wife that you put yourself like you know you would put your life out there like yeah. for them and you still do the things that you you know it talked about like the you know the cleansing the washing of them yes. and but that in the same way that it's like you know you take care you provide you nurture you do all these things and because it's not a lot of people would look to oh well wives submit to their husbands and then they just cut it off there and yeah. then just try to use that as a that's how it is but in the same way Husbands still serve their wives in a way. Husbands are seen and respected as the head of the house, but it does not mean that they do not take care of, provide, nurture their wives, and take care of their families. Yeah, and I feel like, too, marriage has forced me to really look at how I look at my selfishness, look at how I was only focused on me, 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 mm-hmm. and my me, 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 me attitudes um, and my anti-Christian attitudes. And then it has encouraged me to grow. It has encouraged me to see that those were not serving our marriage in a way that was bringing our marriage to oneness. Mm-hmm. It was his marriage, 
my marriage. It wasn't our marriage. I think uh, another thing is uh, we mentioned it, I think in prior things before, of just that marriage is acting on love even when you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. And there will be times that, you know, you might be annoyed, you might be upset, you might be bothered. Some days you just might not wake wake up not feeling it. Yep. And whatever it might be, um, but it's that you are acting on love because in your covenant, because in the thing that you promise when you are through sickness and health, that also yeah. means through good days and bad days. Yep. That also means through messy days and days you're annoyed and, and days that, you know, there might have been a disagreement that you are still choosing to love and yeah. to take care of and to be committed in your marriage. Yeah, because think about it too, like if, because God's design of marriage is for us to get closer to him. And if we are constantly messing up, because we, we, we mess up all the time, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. But God is acting on love every single day with us. Every single day he's acting on love. And so that is how we he, he calls us to do in our marriage. That, you know, obviously there's going to be days, like Ryan said, that we're not going to feel like all the butterflies in our stomach, mm-hmm. especially when he gets out of bed and his breast stinks. But right. guess what? Okay, that was an attack. But okay. <laughs> it was not an attack. That was just I, honest. I feel, I feel hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But anyway, just um, brush your teeth. <laughs> So another thing is, so as our partners and their weaknesses become more familiar to us, respect often becomes harder to give. Yeah. And I would associate because like respect is such a big thing in marriage. Mm -hmm. But this failure to show respect is more of a a sign of spiritual immaturity than it is inevitable pathway to marriage. Yeah. And that's straight from sacred marriage. And it's the fact that so when you live with someone, mm-hmm. everyone always talks about that. That's when you really know someone because you start yeah. to see yeah, every sure. little flaw detail because you can't hide all of these things every day forever. You can't just show up forever. your prim, proper, and so, polished self. And so you see all of these things. And admittedly, like sometimes like, you know, an example for me is like I'm just a little more tidy in the house. Christina is very much a, she just lives in it, but then she will do a massive clean for the week. Yeah. But then like, but you know, that means Monday through Friday, we, like, I, I my stuff is, I, I am creative. Okay. Ryan is she more, is creative. I'm the creative one. And so I'm the artsy one. So I have books everywhere all the time. Yeah. Like I you change can tell my clothes. Where, you can tell where she was working. Yes. Like, yes. which is nothing but, so early on in our marriage, it was always hard for me to internalize those things. And it made me want to, um, just like attack that, like, weakness because yep. even though it was just something small it was something minuscule but it's just that it made me want to be like oh well you're just like you just leave messes everywhere yeah like and everything opposed to just being like having a respect for everything that she does not only in those places what she's feeling in each day at those moments going through like why those like because now i know like why she works in that space how she operates in that like what mm-hmm. she mentally goes through <laughs> When she does those things, so there's a newfound respect in that, opposed to choosing to only see those things as negatives, as yeah. only as as just messes, as as if thinking that she has the intention that she doesn't care mm-hmm. about how I feel about it. When like I know she does, 
and that's why she does her weak cleanings yeah. and everything. But so just realizing to having the respect because you're going to see a lot of those things with your partner could be messes, could be whatever it might specifically be in your marriage or relationship. That was just yeah. an example. And I think too, to kind of go off from that too, like Ryan took time to really understand why mm-hmm. I am that way. And I, I took time to understand why he is a certain way, why the milk has to go in a certain spot every single day yeah. or why he doesn't like to squeeze the toothpaste. He likes to push it all the way from the bottom up. Now we have two separate toothpastes, but instead of, <laughs> instead of like, just like coming down on each other for the ways that we are different, we had to meet each other where we were mm-hmm. at. And instead of being too lazy or too selfish to get to know our spouse well enough to understand how they're different from us than we really are, then otherwise, because if we, if we didn't do that, if we were too lazy, we were too selfish, we would have been separate, right? Yeah. It would have been his and mine, but we decided to meet each other where we were and be like, okay, I hear you, I see you, I want to understand. Because in in marriage, it is very seldom you will ever have two people that agree on everything, see everything the same way, Mm -hmm. have no disputes in anything going on. And in marriage, becoming more one is knowing it's, and that's where you compromise is where do you give up some Yep, for them, die to self, because it's like, you know, I had to give up some of those things for her just as well as she's given up a lot of things that she thinks and feels because of how she knows how I operate. And so, and that's how you become more of one as a unit, as as together, because like now, like when we're in this home, I don't see it as her mess or my mess or these things because I just feel like it is our space, our environment, because we are one marriage. This is um, one house. Yeah, and I constantly think, too, that I think about the scripture where Jesus could have picked up the rock and he could have thrown it, uh, kind of stoned the woman, and he had all, he was the most worthy, right, to do that, and he didn't, and that's something that we constantly need to do, that right there, that shows us just, that's a way that we can just live out what the Bible says, is that we have to constantly drop our rock, we have to constantly decrease our attitude and increase God's. And just to kind of go into that, too, is that something that we has changed our mind, and especially in the last year about marriage, is that though our lives are eternal, like we are we are we are going to heaven. We know we know that heaven is going to come down on earth and make a new earth. We know that. But one thing that we've wrestled with as our marriage has just been so blessed um, with just giving it to God is that marriage is not in heaven, you know, like we are all brothers and sisters in heaven. And so we just want to make sure that we are living every day to just love each other and just, because one thing we struggle with is like, Ryan's not going to be my husband yeah, in heaven, that, right? It was, it's so I, I was with my men's group and yeah. this topic came up and they said it so casually because some of them are much further in their walk than I was. So they were just like, yeah, because, you know, we're not really married in heaven. And I just, like, paused. And I was like, what? And <laughs> he came because, home, like, so upset. Yeah, I, like, I, like, I called her on my way home. And, like, we, like, talked about it because, like, I was just, I didn't like the fact that, like, knowing that, like, on those days that, like, if we're in heaven, like, Christina's not going to be my wife. Yeah. Like, and then I'm not going to be her husband. And the reason is, is because, like, so when we're there, because we are going to be God's 
church in heaven. Yeah. We are all like married to him in that way. And so, and yeah. we are his angels. We are, and we're just going to be glorifying him and we will still love each other yes. because that's all that's like in heaven is we're just going to be loving. And I believe that we will be familiar obviously, but because it is something that I think we get so used to the phrase at weddings mm -hmm. till death do us part. Yeah. That we don't realize Get emotional. <laughs> that when we say that, it's that we are married until death. Yeah. Because then when we're a part of God's kingdom in heaven, yeah. we're not going to be married anymore. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that you don't love each other. It doesn't mean that you don't know each other. It just means that in, in God's kingdom in heaven, when he brings that down or in, while yeah. we're in this paradise, that there just is no titles of of husband and wife specifically to people. Yeah, and so for me... I battled with that for a while. Yeah, it, we, it we, still hits me some days. Yeah, it still hits us just because, like, that's another thing, like, our, our earthly understanding, our flesh doesn't understand it because mm -hmm. we were like, but God, like, come on, just do me a solid. Like, I love this dude. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you can still love him, but it's beyond it's beyond our understanding right now because yeah. we, are, we are, you know, still operating in the flesh. We would add in as well just our relationship with money together. So Ryan and I do our finances together, which we have shared about. Um, on Sundays, we have a budget meeting and we go through any of the bills we have to pay for that month and we do that the first Sunday. And then throughout there, we just kind of tweak the budget if we have to, if there was any income or outcoming um, transactions, we edit that on our spreadsheet. In addition, we do have a column for um, Ryan has free money, I have free money, and that is just a percent that whatever we want to buy, it's just for us, if it's like going out with the ladies, if it's, you know, you wanted to buy some new clothes, whatever it is, things that are like just frivolous things, we do have that. And um, that's just a way just to bless each other. And we love that. And there's been times where Ryan's like, girl, have some of my blessing money and vice versa. But we also are big believers on tithing. So our first 10% always goes to God. And we just are strong believers that with obedience comes blessings and just surrendering our finances to God. Ooh, so good. Men, in the same way, that you're not maybe satisfied unless your wife is occasionally the initiator in sex. Because let's be honest, as men, sometimes we like to feel desired just like I know our wives like to feel desired. Mm -hmm. But in the same way, women are not satisfied unless we are the initiators in expressing love. Mm. Because it's not something in the men bravado culture that we have yeah. that it's the don't show vulnerability, like love, like you got to be hard and callous. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not good for your marriage. It's not good yeah. for your relationship. And honestly, it's not even good for your friendships because it's like to be able to just be vulnerable, to show love, I think is a, is a different strength because of trusting in that person trusting him because like at the end of the day i know god has me yeah and everything so that there's no one else that can hurt me because i know that yeah. i'm fully and pledged in god i feel too from seeing ryan in a season where he didn't share his feelings and i would only get like when he was completely overwhelmed with so much instead of every single day we just sit and like we're with each other to be from there to where we are now, like I tell mm -hmm. Ryan, I was like, you are unrecognizable. The way I was like, you walk to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to catch my breath. Like he's so attractive to me right now because 
because he's always expressing his love. He's always showing me love. And it's not just by like, you know, I am only with Ryan. I'm an affectionate person. But other than that, I'm not a very huggy person. But just with the way that he's speaking to me, how he's speaking God's word over me, how he's praying, those are all ways that he's acting on love. And that, in turn, makes me want to act and show love to him and Mm be... And initiate, right? I'm like, I've never, I've never thought I would be someone who is like acting on being like, hey, how you doing? But that is more so me now because he's fueling my tank. He's showing me love. Something sometimes it's just talking with one another and sometimes, you know, and it may be different because it's, there'll never be like a routine because love isn't a routine. It's not something you just keep doing the same things every day that sometimes it's, you know, what the day might call for. Also, talking about uh, sex in marriage as well. Mm-hmm. One thing that uh, w- naturally when you are working on your marriage, you're working on communication, you're working on, you know, acting on what, on God's character and not your own, you're decreasing yourself and allowing God to increase in your in yourself, but then also in your marriage. I'm telling you guys, when you're working on your marriage in that way, your sex life is also going to get way better because mm-hmm. those two are intricately designed and in, in intertwined. Yeah. And so we found that as we were surrendering our marriage to God and not living for culture's view of marriage, mm-hmm. not only did our marriage or communication, the way we spoke to each other, the way that we saw each other just completely ignite in a different way we've never experienced, mm-hmm. but also our sex life because God designed sex to be pleasurable for a man, woman, in your marriage. Marriage, right to have yeah. that oneness and it's it was like completely taking off a veil of what culture said it was of like it's only here to please me it's only yeah. here to please ryan no it's like a beautiful oneness between and, you two and i think there's a misconception that we could have said in culture uh, uh, to start is that everyone thinks that sex is supposed to just be perfect right away yeah, and absolutely not. Especially like in marriage, and we were uh, we waited for marriage, mm-hmm. and so it was just something that like, especially with I know I've talked about it before with um, when with pornography in my life, it kind of made it seem like things had to just yeah. seemingly be perfect right away, and it just was a hindrance. But as you grow closer together, yeah, as you grow more intimately, yep. emotionally together that's when it starts getting better and it does take time. I'm not going to tell you that, you know, oh, it's just going to take a week or two and things are going to be great. And hey, if it does, like, congratulations. But I'm just, I know we're, I can only speak on our walk and what happened in our marriage. And what I love too is uh, one of my mentors, she always tells me, she's like, isn't it awesome that your sex life is always going to be getting better? You're not even at the best part yet. She's like, I'm not even at the best part yet. But because you have, we have the luxury, uh, and God knew, he knew. And that's why I'm saying God designed it this way. He knew that you, just as just as the way that you're getting to know your partner more emotionally, and as you're working on your marriage, that is going to obviously bless your sex life too. But in addition, like you getting to know that person more deeply you're going to be able to be more comfortable with that person, talk about things that you weren't talking about you know, in that one night stand, you weren't talking about for that five minutes of pleasure. Like this is something that you're continuously working on. You're watering continuously and it's going to get better and better and better with seasons, with Mm -hmm. all the seasons that are coming. If you continue to act on it. Right. So, and 
So another thing is, I don't know how many people may or may not have known this, Mm -hmm. but did you know in your marriage, you are actually, you have a task that you help one another Mm -hmm. grow closer to God Mm -hmm. in their relationship. Yeah. I don't don't know about anyone else, but I know I didn't think that, that that's what happened when you got married, that, that God, that we, he wants us to, so it's my job yeah. to continue to push Christina in her relationship with God. Yep. And it's her job to push me. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we are just coming at each other every day with tasks and assignments and things yeah. that we want to do, but just to make sure that we're encouraging God to be a part of our life. How yeah. is he a part of our day today? Whether if it's in reading and worship and just praying and just having quiet time with him in this way because when we stand before God yeah it's he will say that you are a good and faithful servant because of how I built into Christina how I encouraged her Ooh, cry. <laughs> to grow closer with him and it'll be the same for her that yeah. if she sees God and then be like look at the like man and son of mine that you helped build up and this was and this was something from um, Sacred Marriage because yeah. I remember when I read it that that was just something I never like mm-hmm. thought of that it's like that I always thought it was kind of like oh Christina's doing her own thing I'm gonna do my own thing you just leave me alone like we gonna yeah. do this thing yeah. but once again that's just culture's view of it yeah. that um, at least in marriage that that that's something that's separate but that really God wanted it to be something that you grow together yeah. and as well as when you help each other. You grow in it as a marriage together. Yeah, and he like he kn- he does everything with a purpose. He knew what he was doing because I'm telling you guys like I from a someone who is I always try to control our view. Like I controlled us. We need to go to church. I controlled like we should read this book. That was always me, and I would always try to be the one that like made sure we were doing the right things. But when I like took, I felt like God this past year told me to to live out what he, biblically, what I was supposed to do as a wife. Mm-hmm. And when I decided to really just allow Ryan to be the head of the household and just submit to that, guys, when he tells me, like, I'll give him, I'll ask him, like, advice about something, and he will just be a spitfire and just will say stuff to me, and I'm like, uh, what? And it was like, it was because I got out of the way. And God was like, finally, you get out of the freaking way. It doesn't mean you're not as important as him, but I am raising up a man of God, the what you've been praying for, but I needed you to get out of the way so I could do that. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, ooh, he knows. He knows that biblically, he, know, he knew, and he always knows that it is there for a purpose and a reason. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the, one of the things we're going to end on um, and this is once again from Sacred Marriage. Highly recommend reading it by Gary mm-hmm. Thomas. If also, you haven't. sheet music. Read also, sheet music. Also, sheet music. Yes, if if you are married, and that is something that um, we are planning on reading again. Rereading soon. again. We love that book. Um, so this was something an excerpt from it that rather than spending time wondering if we married the right person, we can take all that energy and work on creating a beautiful story of how two imperfect and seemingly incompatible people made their marriage into something amazing, creating kids, finding purpose, worshiping God, and being loyal to each other to the very end. And just to show because culture wants us to 
break it break down what our partner doesn't do, yep. what they don't have, yep. what we look for in the world, and instead realizing that because nobody's gonna be perfect. There is not a perfect human in the world. There's not a perfect human for your marriage. I wasn't perfect. Y'all know from our story that like I have my baggage, which by the way, forty three weeks <laughs> as of uh, so us proud. recording this, and. And just as Christina had hers, that it's like, but it's realizing that if you spend that energy working on it, growing together, having God being a part of the marriage, being a part of our lives, you know, worshiping, praising him, asking for his alignment of what he wants us to do in our marriage and just kind of surrendering that, that you can build a beautiful story that you weren't even looking for yeah, because you were too busy looking at Barnes for a new book when really he already gave you the, the best story yes. for Amen. you to have. And so, um, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I love you. I love you too. My heart's throbbing right now. Ah, I'm crying guys. Wow. I, uh, sorry. Take a second. Christina, so you don't cry. So that's, <laughs> So that's us talking about, um, you know, just how we view and how we've experienced what culture and society says about marriage and how we just have to daily remind ourselves of what God's purpose for our marriage is, for marriages out there. And that and this is what fired us up just, you know, because we want to reach other young couples, young relationships, young marriages that might not think or know of these things or even be aware of how much culture is changing and um, tampering with what God wants for them. Yeah. Um, and so we really appreciate you guys listening today. Yeah. Make sure to go follow us on our Facebook page, Burning for Marriage. And we try to post, like we always say this at the end, but we try to post things every single day, whether it's other inspirational YouTube videos, pastors, books, there's always something that can feed your spirit over there. Over there. So if you're like, I don't know where to go. This was so good. I need something else. Mm-hmm. Go follow that Facebook page and we'll continue to try to share the gospel through our daily posts but thank you so much for tuning in guys next week we're so excited we are going to be talking about knowing your spouses is about to get lit ryan loves love love languages we're gonna be talking about knowing your spouse's love languages please don't miss it don't miss it especially if you're like okay i already know that but are you acting on it right how can you act on love how, where does it start? Knowing your spouse's love language. And not only knowing it, but also understanding how yours and hers feels separately. Yes. Or just the two of them feel separately. Yes. So don't miss that. That'll yep. be next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, We're so, excited. But thanks so much for listening. And have a beautiful week. Bye, guys. Bye.